everybody to episode 20 I, you know i would have thought we would have had more planned because this is a milestone <laughs> episode but it is. it is i don't know we're just kind of we're shooting I, for 50 we're, we're saving it all for 50 we're shooting big 20s overrated anyway yeah i was gonna 20? say i kind of barely survived today so i'm uh, i don't have much to say outside of hey we made it to 20 which is cool did you think we were gonna make it to 20 I did, but yeah, me too. But you know, just yeah, I was just wondering. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got a little smoother than I thought it did, though. Like at least yeah, at I least mean, from, from the first couple episodes and all that. But yeah, we figured out one key problem, and that was getting my internet to be stable for more than yeah. five seconds. So, baby steps, but. <laughs> oh yeah, bold bold move, bold move live streaming on election night. <laughs> let's cover oh, the election i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be the uh, i'm gonna be the map guy that's like pointing to the maps and like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i teased it on twitter but and i really have kind of gone back and forth of whether we should even give this attention or not but we do have an unfortunate coach zach sighting this early this season <laughs> And really all I want to say about it, because I mean, we've, we've gone, we've gone to great lengths to have to describe like the lore to everybody. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't get it. (laughs) Like of all the things to lie about that's easily checked by people, (laughs) like (laughs) I, I, I don't know what's to say. And it's kind of funny that it got brought up because I it didn't click in my head. There's an account I follow on Instagram that's called like like the California Hockey Museum or something like that. And it's this guy that kind of like goes over, he'll he always posts like kings, sharks, ducks, whatever, um, and like historical stuff. I, I believe he lives uh by Paramount where like Samboni headquarters are mm-hmm. and stuff. So he's always like getting pictures of like the facility or whatever. It's kind of odd. I, I I started following him recently, uh, so I don't really kind of know his his page. But he he posted Zach Coach Zach's post to his story, oh. and I didn't realize it. Like it didn't click in my head that Ducks Game Day Breakdown was the <laughs> account tagged. Like and he put his ad and everything, and I was just I remember scrolling past it. Like this and, this recent one? Yeah. The one oh, that okay. started the whole the whole thing. The whole bullshit. And I just remember sitting there just like, huh, that looks familiar. And then just, you know, <laughs> yeah. Keep clicking the stories. But like, I don't know. It it was it was funny because the end result of him blocking his account, yeah. you know, almost immediately and then deleting it. Just you know, another 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 chapter, chapter in this <laughs> chapter in the saga of Coach Zach. It's it's gonna be a long book, man. 
It's <laughs> and like I said, I just don't get it. Like of I all either. the things to lie about. Yeah, you're a grown man. Like, what are you? What are you doing, man? Like, okay, I get it. You might like. It'd be different if. You, okay, so. It'd be different if it was a post that said because it the words all he put was it's here. <laughs> It'd be different if you're like, oh, it's here, and you tag you tag Annie. Yeah, and not that I think he has the common sense to do that. But you'd kind of think that with a caption like that, you're almost implying that you don't have it. But then to look at yeah. the comments, be like, oh, I got mine from Adidas directly. Yeah. Like you take yeah. Annie's pictures and you post it. And instead of saying, hey, look, Annie got her jersey and it looks awesome or something, yeah. he just posts it and acts like yeah. it's his or it doesn't really. But then in the comments, like you said, people are like, how did you get it already? <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of it's wishy-washy to do the to take somebody else's picture and just post it's here with like no other context, but and that's I a little sus to begin. That's a little sus to begin with. Cause you're just yeah. making it to, to the uninformed eye or to somebody who doesn't follow Annie or isn't on Twitter or doesn't know who Annie is out of all people. Annie. <laughs> yeah. Like of all of the people. Yeah. Let me, yeah. Let me go, let me go steal. From. Let me go steal one of the most viral people on ducks. Twitter's yeah. uh, <laughs> not just some random, not some rando with like 30 followers that like no one's ever going to notice. <laughs> but we don't have to spend more time than that no. but i felt that'd it was like, worth that'd be saying like, that'd be like me that'd be like me taking one of the pictures that tyler takes and posts like when the players walk into the game from yeah. the park. like i take the one as eager slipping his hair and i tweet <laughs> yeah. like oh it took this really great picture as eager <laughs> walking in like <laughs> i was standing behind the coca-cola machine in the parking garage you know just so happened to be there yeah but yeah that was it was it was entertaining. It was a real bonding moment. Yeah, you know, it was, Chip, it was nice. Chip we was, needed it. Chip Ducks was Twitter. DMing me, and she yeah. was like, <laughs> you know, it happens at a point of the season where, like, things aren't going great, and it just brings everybody together because everyone's just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Never seen somebody so collectively hated him. <laughs> yeah, well, like and, I haven't seen know, a, I haven't seen a single person come to his defense ever. Like, there's nope. a, like with all the controversy on Ducks Twitter, whatever it is, whether it's like stupid food takes or like you know like actual serious shit, there's always at least one small group of people, whether it's like one or two, that are like defending. I have not seen a single person <laughs> ever defend Coach Zach. For Never, anything. not a single thing. And it's like ridiculous. that's it's that's the thing ridiculous. is like I, I don't try and bag on him because I don't know the guy personally. I just know I idiot. just well <laughs> I, I was going somewhere with this. I don't know no. him personally <laughs> and I don't want to sit back and be like, oh, you know, this guy's a piece of shit. I mean, I've heard things that back up those claims, but like I try to give him the benefit of the doubt just because of his reputation from what I've heard. And it's just like the man just doesn't want to change. Yeah. And it bugs me because it's just like, <laughs> bro, you're a grown adult. Yeah. You're it, acting like a teenager. Just fucking... It'd be a lot different if he was a lot younger. Yeah. Because just like, being dumb. At, at least then it's like, okay, maybe he's just not mature enough. Maybe he's mm -hmm. just doing this shit because, you know, he doesn't know any better. But like, Suits fucking married. Like, goddamn. Yeah. And then, you know, he'll he'll make it all about like him getting attacked and then he'll have to leave 
Instagram again and make a whole video about it. And then he'll come back a month later. <laughs> go, go, go have some kids and fuck off. <laughs> That's what I say. Just focus on your content. Don't mm-hmm. stop stealing pictures, weird pictures of just a jersey on someone's bed. Like <laughs> you're you're better than this, my guy. It's like when you're making accounts like bar down look good. You know you have a problem. <laughs> oh we'll we'll end there because I don't want to make that Moving the whole episode, along. you know. Yeah. But we have some games to talk about, not so great ones, and one that we probably shouldn't have won, but we'll start with the Ducks and Canucks. Um, it's cool to see BXA go out of Canuck. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The whole opening draw with Fowler was pretty funny. Yeah, that was cool. Especially because he was chirping him afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, to, just to preface, I, as a lot of you guys know, I was in Tampa, Florida over the weekend, so I didn't. I didn't get to see any of the last three games really. I watched a little bit of the Canucks game at like one. I watched like the third period of the Canucks game in my bed. Oh, okay. Uh, at like one a.m. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, a little. Uh, this is going to be more Jake and Chris talking about this. I'll chime in a little bit because I <laughs> saw like numbers and stuff. But so, I just I kept seeing the score and I was like, yeah, you know what? I I, I can sit this one out. <laughs> But it was it was funny because like looking at Twitter, it was just like they'd score like 15 seconds later, like it'd say that the Ducks scored and it'd be scrolling through and seeing the reactions of like people mad that they that the Canucks scored and then like the elation of like, oh, we pulled within one or we tied it up or whatever. And then immediately it's like they scored again. I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, Come on. That happened at least twice where the Ducks cut the lead to one and the Canucks went back up by two, like 20 seconds later or something. Because I remember I was trying to t- uh, tweet out the highlights on the <laughs> on the LAP account. And as I was doing it, the Canucks went back up by two, like two different Just times. Just instantaneously. Yeah. And I, I sadly watched that entire game. Um, but that's what I do. I, I don't really like myself, apparently, because I sit through those Ducks games and i just stare at the tv and just, just wonder about you know th- thousand like, yard stares staring at the <laughs> at the screen just yeah. mind completely checked out <laughs> i mean that was big, a rough that was a rough one the big thing i think in that one was the fact that it marked two consecutive games giving up a hat trick which oh yeah definitely is not ideal um I wouldn't say it's concerning having two games like that back to back where you give up a hat trick because I kind of feel like the shark, both sharks games the last week have both kind of been anomalies of just two bad teams somehow duking it out and trying to see who wants to be worse. Um, But against a team like that, like the Canucks that have kind of struggled, but are picking it back up. It's just like, you know, would have been nice to maybe catch them off guard a little bit like the Leafs game or yeah. you know any game we've played recently against a team that's above 500 but and that's that's honestly what bothered me the most is who we were playing like any other night it's like okay that's whatever but when I don't know the Canucks were struggle have been struggling and you kind of want to take advantage of that and see what your team is capable of and they had like the worst game not even defensively but I'm always Just overall. <laughs> I'm always like was, I always stick up yeah. for 
for the goalies. Always. I'm always on the goalie side, but Jesus Christ. That was the worst I've seen Gibson in a while that I'm like willing to admit. <laughs> like he hasn't been great the past like two seasons, but that night just for some reason that night specifically just pissed me off. Yeah. And I know, I know we'll dive into Gibson a little bit later in the episode when we get to the listener questions. Cause I know, <laughs> I know, I know our boy Smoot, uh, Asked oh, to say, yeah, uh, he's asking the burning yeah, question. But at, we'll... He asked uh, our our good pal Smoot asked us a uh, a John Gibson question, and uh, so just a, a little tease, a little tease for later. We'll make sure to uh, have the stove <laughs> leaking gas before we throw the match on it. So, <laughs> but they followed it up with another shootout win against the Sharks, which that game didn't seem as much as a clusterfuck just because we were losing and came back, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is funny that Mark's another win, but another win in extra time and not in regulation. So <laughs> let's just uh, let's just hope that maybe against Minnesota or uh, Chicago here this uh, this weekend that uh, we we actually get a regulation win just so it's not everything in extra time. Yeah, still uh, uh, still searching for that. The shootout was one of the only parts I did get to watch uh, through highlights and stuff, and I was listening to a little bit of it on the radio. And I got to say, even though I want them to win in regulation and not even have to go to a shootout or <laughs> overtime, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to see that Dallas Eakins is actually using good shooters. In the shootout again? Yes. He definitely listens to yeah. this show. That's his... Uh, 100%. Yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but that's kind of... Unfortunately... Uh-oh. Oh, look who's joining oh, us. Oh, my oh, God. God. Live oh, from Jesus Las Vegas. <laughs> Lou Vegas over here. Sorry, Lou guys. Vegas. We got to stop everything. Lou's... <laughs> Hold it. Lou's popping up. Hello? Lou. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Lou, you just on audio for this one? How you doing? Can you hear me? Hello? We can hear you, bud. All right. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a shit show, folks. I'll tell you what. All right. Slurring his speech. Johnny, Johnny Johnny asked if you got the Mike Tyson face tattoo. I mean, I might later. <laughs> just go, just go, just go. Audio, Lou. <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. We got there camera. He is. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Steven said, "Lou in the the marijuana verse of madness." <laughs> all right, that's a, that's a fucking party. Lou was drinking seven and sevens all day. I was the uh, the bull ride. <laughs> Getting live Lou reaction right here. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Just completely derailing everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Continue on. I'm just gonna sit here. You're I'm good. Just All right. And just was it? Be quiet. <laughs> get yourself. Get yourself. Let me know. Let me know when you want me to uh, say something. I'll. I'll say something. You we'll know. use get the. Your, get your. Uh, get yourself acclimated, and then. We'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. 
Yeah, I got my beers with me. Well, and you then you, uh, that's good, Lou. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. What, were we were we on the sharks or panthers? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the sharks and sharks. the, sharks. the okay. shootout. But oh my god, the fucking timing was <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> okay, but how about okay? McTavish got his first goal. Fucking finally, season, and it was beautiful. Right out of the box, breakaway, five. His first goal and his first goal, and on top of that, McTavish. Canucks and Sharks game. Probably has played his best two games of the season. Yeah. And fellas, Chad, <laughs> why was that? Yeah. What 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 um what about Mason McTavish playing those two best games of his of his career so far? No, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sure, whatever. But you know what I mean. His best two games of the season so far. What uh what uh what was the change that was made? I want to say I want to say it was, uh, you know, maybe maybe the position he was playing, but I'm not. Yeah, because he was playing fucking center. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that when, when he's put in his natural position. He rocks our socks. Two, he puts up the two games with the two best numbers. Play, playing fourth line minutes, by the way, yeah. with fourth line teammates, and he still has his best game his best two games of the season. And so how is he rewarded for that? <laughs> he gets moved back to wing. He gets put back on the there. wing on the fourth line. Against the Panthers, yeah. Dallas fucking Aikens, folks. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, Garrett says Dallas Aikens first line next game. Shattenkirk, Lundestrom, <laughs> Bullyu. <laughs> oh. well, that'll be for the inevitable uh, fucking yeah. nine and... Uh, Nine and nine game where we have nine defensemen and yeah. nine yeah. forwards. Oh my god! But that game, uh, you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the shootout, and I wish they'd get rid of it. But Zegras has uh, given us a reason to enjoy the shootout the last couple of games, at least. Yes, he has. I mean, is he is he turning That's automatic? Nice moves. Is Zegras automatic in the shootout? We, I believe we, so. Are we, are we there? It, it's been pretty beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we can't not give Henrik credit either because Henrik's goal was really nice oh my god yeah that was nice too I feel like he's he's kind of in a weird spot like the last couple of seasons we've kind of not so much wrote off Henrik but it was like there was the whole he was getting waved and they didn't know where to put him and x y and z and now all of a sudden it's like in the absence of Ryan Getzloff he's kind of stepped into that he he feels like the stepdad, not the dad of the team. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's the cool stepdad that I, I don't even know where to go with that analogy. I was going to say, let's you smoke a cigarette with him, but I, I think that's irresponsible. Uh, I don't know. It's like he was, he was kind of, it always seemed like he would be a good trade candidate or like a guy to move out just because of the money he's making. And now all of a sudden it's like, He's a real part of the team with Getzloff gone that yeah. is kind of making things work right now. And it's it's cool to see because like you know, admittedly, I was one of those ones that's like, hey, if you can get something for him, do it while you can. Yeah. And now it's almost like I don't want that to happen because with the offense being so top heavy and not really getting contributions from guys on the third and fourth lines outside of, you know. McTavish's goal, Lundestrom's penalty shot the other night against the Panthers, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
you know, he's kind of earning his earning his keep, I guess, the best way to describe it. Yeah, Completely. it's yeah. it's definitely nice to see that he's he's been playing pretty well this year. He's been playing well with Zegras. Um but yeah, I can't I can't get that goal out of my head. <laughs> his his uh his one goal against um was it the Sharks? In the first yeah. game you're talking yeah. about? I think so. He like dangled through like three people. Yeah, the fake slap shot. Yeah. yeah and for some for some reason, both of those sharks games last week are just completely blending together. I can't remember what yeah, exactly. <laughs> which was from which yeah. games or what event was from which game, but well, yeah. like the, both ended in a shootout. They both had like similar final scores. So the second game wasn't so much of a mess like the first one was because we didn't have the own goal. And it was like we were down and came back. It wasn't back and forth of, oh, we're yeah. on top for five seconds. Oh, they score. Oh, they're on top for five seconds. And then we score. Like the Sharks probably deserved a little bit better than that. Yeah. But, you know, huge kudos to Anthony Stolars for shutting shit down and being, you know, money in that game because I'm pretty Shut sure he, he saw a ton of fucking pucks that game. <laughs> Yeah, yes, he, he looked really good. He's he's been looking good the last few games he's played. So, mm-hmm. um, Lou got on me for saying that he's starting Wednesday. He wanted to know my source, but my source is yeah, me. What, what is your source, buddy? It's me. He's starting. You can't. Uh, is, tell um, me. is uh is Anthony Stolarz the Ducks' number one goalie? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, we all we we already know how Dallas Aikens kind of deals with the lineup, but I think what he should do with the goaltending is kind of make it like a one A one B situation. That's what it should be, 100%. and not take it, not be like, oh, this is you know Gibson starting every single game, and we're gonna run him into the ground. Like Stolarz played well, so start Stolarz until he gives you a reason to start Gibson. You roll with the guy that's playing well, make Gibson, you know win the net back because right now it's it's not really his net and i hate to say that because i love the man but what can you do yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean, well, I mean it, it's you just it's speaking not, nothing but facts yeah and like it's it's you know i mean to kind of go away from the goaltender usage and the goaltender talk you know i know i know these past couple episodes, you know, and what you hear from everybody else on Twitter, you know, kind of starts sounding like everybody is just talking like a broken record with talking about Dallas Akins and the lineup usage, but it's just like, it, yeah. it, like it's almost baffling at this point. Like you, 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 it's, it, it's just, you can't, we can't go a single game without there being an unnecessary adjustment or an unnecessary yeah. decision. Running 11 seven for absolutely no reason. <laughs> running 11 7 and then using your seventh d for four minutes yeah like what is the point like what like breaking up lines that work together after one game for no reason just playing finally finally what we've all been screaming for since 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 the start of the season finally putting mctavish at center albeit playing fourth line minutes albeit playing with fourth line teammates but it's still better than him playing on the wing at this point well, if you're yeah. going to use the, he, if you're going to use the child gloves, out. like let him play the position he's going to be playing. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I know I said it last pod, but like I said it the entire time throughout the offseason. It's fine if he's playing in the bottom six, but if he is, he needs to be playing center. Needs yeah. to be playing center. And I think at this point, like I, I, I wouldn't even hate to see a line shuffle and see him be the second line center with, you know, see, a, I mean, I mean, shit, see a Strom on his wing. You know, I know, I know, I know there was that big talk and there was that quote from Strom where, you know, he's not, he's not super comfortable playing the wing, but it's just like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I feel like at some point, like you need to start handing the reins over a little bit or whether do you think it would cause, wanted... do you think it'd cause problems if they, st- if they put Strom third line center and bumped him? No, I don't, I don't think so because um, you know, I, th- I think everybody kind of overblows the Strom contract a little bit, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's five years and yeah, he's making the money he's making, but it's, it's not this like insane contract that's like bogging us down. And so like, we almost have to play him in the top six. Well, he's no contributing at least. No offense. Yeah. yeah. And he's contributing. So it's not like you have to move him, but you can utilize your pieces you can still utilize all your top six pieces while still helping out the younger guys that may be in the bottom six, like a guy like McTavish who is maybe towing the line between where he should be playing in there. You know, I, I, I wouldn't hate to see something like, you know, a, a, a Zegris Terry and, and, and Comtois line, and then having a, a line of McTavish playing center Strom on the right wing. And then, um, uh, Vitrano on the left wing. And then and then Adam Henrique is able to drop down to the floor line and help out a little there with, you know, spreading out the offense a little bit. Like, it's just, it's so frustrating with Aikens because there's just so many ways and so many things he can, because because I think why we see Aikens make the changes he's, he's making is because I think he's maybe trying to spread the wealth around a little bit, but it's almost like he's not doing it in the most effective way. Like, there's just so many ways and combinations you can work with for those Mm -hmm. those those top nine forwards where you're still spreading it out but then you're still keeping guys who work together together and you're still letting people play positions where they're going to succeed and like i mean like i mean if everybody you know i know i was a little bit in that group um before the start of the year where you know i thought if, if if all if everything went right and if a lot of things went our way, we could maybe be pushing for a playoff spot. It is still early. Yes. So I don't think it's, it's r- responsible to just make any fully outright claims, but it looks like that is probably not going to happen this year. And that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we've said it a million times. If we push for a playoff spot, cool. If we don't cool. Like it's this year should be prioritizing development no matter what. And if that development takes a step forward and we are able to push a little bit towards the end of the season, awesome if we don't that's fine because it's just another year of development and developing this young core and it's just like you brought up your young little golden boy in mason mctavish and it's like it's almost like you're just purposely shielding him Mm -hmm. and and that was that was the story with zegris you know when he came up um, for the last half of the shortened year two years ago and then pretty much throughout all of last year that was it was the exact same thing it was like every time he was put in the opportunity to play where he should be and with the people he should be playing he excelled yeah. and he did great but he but it was almost like it didn't matter in Egan's eyes it's almost like it didn't matter what he did because it was almost like 
it's almost like Akins has a preset plan with these guys where it's almost like, okay, I'm going to give them two games in their accurate spot. And it doesn't <laughs> matter what they're going to do, but then I'm, but then I'm just putting it back. It's almost like he's trying to do it like that, which yeah. I, I, I cannot find a reason for explanation in my, in my, in my mind. I mean, I just, I, you make changes and they work. So j- just, just, just stick with them. It's okay. And then build around that. I the just, way you, the way you're describing how he's doing those things just makes me think of it's somebody who feels like he's losing the room. I don't know if it's that, like, I don't, I don't know if it's that, like, I, I'm always a little hesitant to make claims that they're, I mean, in any sport, the coaches are losing the room unless it's like yeah. blatantly obvious. So I don't, I don't know if we're there yet. I mean, but then again, who knows what goes on inside the locker room? We're not in there every day. Who knows? All yeah. we have is, you know, all we have is game results and media quotes. That's really it. Yeah. There's a rhyme for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so, but it, it's almost like he's trying to, I mean, I don't even know if overcoach is the right word. Cause like, it's just some of the decisions, like you literally sit there, you know, with some of their coaches, whether it's in, you know, baseball or in football or in hockey or in soccer or whatever, basketball, for a lot of these professional coaches, you know, you can see them make a change and it's oftentimes at least somewhat easy to see their reasoning or kind mm-hmm. of determine maybe what they're trying to do. With Aikens, it's almost like he's just making changes for the sake of making changes. Yeah. And he doesn't care if it's going to affect the success that certain players that have been playing with each other have already had. It's almost just like he he is just obsessed with trying out different things. And yeah. it's like you can still make changes in your lineup every game if you want to, while still keeping those working pieces together. Yeah. Like there's pieces to the puzzle and you just, I know this isn't the best analogy. I don't know why. I don't know where <laughs> I'm really going with this. Like there's pieces to the puzzle and you just, you just have to let those pieces stick and you can add more pieces to the puzzle and change whatever. But it's like, yeah, it's just like, I'm at the point where like, I'm, I'm, I just sit there and I don't even try to like come up with reasoning as to why Aikens might be making changes. Cause it's mm-hmm. like almost every game we see the lineup. It's almost like a, like I, I literally see it's almost like, like on clockwork, like, you know, a, a seven o'clock game and you know, the lineup drops at six 30, literally in between six and six 30, everyone, like I'll see people commenting on Twitter, like, Oh my God, I can't wait to see the lineup or I'm, oh, <laughs> Holy shit. I'm scared to see the lineup tweet. And it's like, literally it's like, cause we're at the point where it's like, what unnecessary change is going to be made next? What random decision are we going to have today are are we going to be playing the 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 arizona coyotes and go go the fucking 10 forwards and eight defensemen or whatever is fucking mason mctavish going to be in net it's just like it's like random it's just like how how much more random are these are these decisions going to get well i'm excited for akins to suit up maybe that's what's next (laughs) maybe he's in the lineup so good 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 question from Steven. He says, given how good Zegers has looked this year, do you think there's some merit to Dallas Egan's handling of McTavish or more, or are you more about it being about it being inevitable? I'm just, I'm of the mentality and that's, that is a good way of thinking. I guess I'm just, I'm just of the mentality where it's like, if you're at the point where every time you're given the chance to, 
be given a higher role. Like we saw with Zegers last year when, you know, there'd be a couple games where he'd be put with like, you know, it'd be like uh, Terry and Henrique as line mates. And you're like, and we'd be like, okay, good. This is great. This is where he should be. This is what should be happening. You know, he's playing on the first power play unit and he does great. And that, you know, let's say that line combination is played for like two or three games. And then we'd get like, and then we just randomly get like a, a Nick Delorier or a Derek Grant on his wing for no reason. And, and you look at the numbers, you look at the advanced metrics, his, his production would decline when he would get, when those unnecessary changes would happen, when those players that don't fit with him would be put on his line for no reason, it would affect him. So in my eyes, I, I know I kind of went two different routes to get to where I'm talking here, but yeah, he did. I think if guys, <laughs> <laughs> I think if guys are succeeding whenever they're given the chance to play in elevated roles, you just keep slowly giving them more elevated roles until they maybe kind of start to plateau. And then you go, okay, I'm going to keep them right here for a little bit. And then you make adequate changes on there. If they play at that plateaued spot for a couple games and you see a decline or you see them getting better or you see them, you know, you make adjustments there. I just, I don't subscribe to the, you know, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. It's almost like Eakins is like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you an elevated role for two games. And then we're going right back to your, you know, and then I'm putting you right back in the safety net, no matter what, just to see how you do, you know, it's like that. So yeah, that's kind of my answer to that, Steven. I don't know what you guys think. But, I kind yeah. I kind of feel like it's different. I wouldn't so much say different, but it's like you can look at it from like two scenarios. Like I kind of see it's it's more an, an inevitability, not like just Dallas doing it randomly, like picking and choosing when. But it like like to your point, Connor, like what you're saying, like if a guy is given those opportunities and kind of plateaus out, and then you scale back, like oh, if you gave Mc Tavish, you know, top line minutes next to Zegris, you know, on a line with Zegris and Terry, or, you know, had him as the, you know, the second center or whatever, and he's struggling, like, yeah, okay, maybe scale it back, put him as the three C or whatever. But like, I see it as if he's going to be a big piece of the future, it's better to let him go through the growing pains now and inevitably work towards getting back to what he was given. Um, Because yeah. I feel like the leash is short with the rookies or the young guys anyways. I mean, look at what happened with, with Pavel. You now he plays a couple games and gets sent down to the goals, and obviously they feel there's a little more seasoning that needs to be done to his game, yeah. which is, you know, it happens. Not looking ev- good down there too. Yeah, and like no, not everybody's gonna be those outliers that just jump into a top six role you know, or a top line role and are just you know studs right out of the gate. Yeah, because uh, hockey doesn't work like that. Um, yeah. You have to really be a generational talent to be able to just kind of step into that and make the most of it. Yeah, but and like, I just and, feel- like, and like and like and like Savannah says, our shout out Savannah, our. Uh, resident uh pavel regenda agenda member uh <laughs> yeah i mean he's got four points in four games so far for san diego and he's playing top minutes up there um i have i gotta be honest i have not watched any of the goals games but from what i have been told by people that have watched the goals games is that he's looked pretty good so you um, hope maybe in another couple of weeks that all is forgiven of 
of his sins, hey, um, whatever he, whatever they're, he they're did, kicking... whatever he did, whatever he did to get sent down. Um, yeah. Yeah. You hope that it resolved. And then, and then, I mean, you know, adding a guy like Regenda, it just allows more flexibility and a little bit more offense to be spread out, to be spread around a little bit. You can spread out the wealth a little bit more. And like, on top of that, it's not like he, it's not like he moved McTavish back to the wing because there was like an injury or because, <laughs> yeah. you know, anything like that. Well, he moved there was an injury, he, but he moved him. Well, you know what I mean? But like, or like, yeah, it wasn't, but like it was wasn't major. Huge, it wasn't yeah, major were, that like yeah. completely changes the scheme. Of right. Things it's of not like, like he yeah. has to play that role. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like Troy Terry got injured and it's like, okay, now we have a big hole on the wing. So let me put some offense over here. Yeah. He did it. So a career AHLer in Glenn Godden could get called up <laughs> and play center. <laughs> and it's, it's but cool that Godden got to what? play. Like, you no, know. it's cool. No, no. And that's, and that's not the shit on Glenn Godden whatsoever. It's just like, got out Glenn. I just, like, I'm at the point where it's just like, I don't know, like, what is Eakins going to do next? You know, like, the, re- yeah. the reasoning <laughs> just doesn't match up because it's like nothing seems to be working, but just shuffling the chairs around, you know, for like, for as much shit as everybody always gave Bob Murray in the offseason, it's happening with the coaching. Because yeah. every off season, it'd be like, oh, well, this guy's on the market. This guy, you know, we can sign this guy. You know, he'd fit the mold of the team so well. And then, you know, we'd make a couple depth AHL signings and mm-hmm. have the inevitable, you know, 34-year-old guy at the end of his at the end of his career being signed on to be a third, fourth line guy. And we'd be like, oh, cool, you know. <laughs> doesn't help anything but yeah. i guess for the sake of doing things it happened and that kind of seems what it's like because it's like okay so you're getting offense from one and a half lines <laughs> and nothing else is working so yeah let's just kind of hey you play here you play here and yeah, yeah. hopefully that works like at um, some point yeah. you just kind of have to when you have such limited offense from the players you have below those those top one or two lines, like you just, you kind of just got to say, fuck it and stack and stack yourself up front. You know what I mean? Like all, all full court press, like you're playing FIFA, just all out attack offense. You're trying (laughs) to tie it up in the last minute. Yeah. Like like me, like me and the old, uh, the old FIFA ultimate team days on, on FIFA 14, just going all, all (laughs) balls to the wall, three at the back, (laughs) fucking all offense, baby. But like, yeah, like you just have to, like you can't spread the wealth when you don't have a, you don't have a core of forwards that allows you to. And that's not yeah. what we have right now. That is not where, you know, where where based off of Aiken's line decisions, based off of, you know, whatever Pat Verbeek has decided in terms of like call-ups or send downs, whatever, you know, it, it's just where we are right now. So why not just stack up those top two lines? Who gives a fuck? Especially yeah. since we have seen that we we really are playing in the all gas no breaks defense system yes. because our defense our defense is not going to do anything like we just we just that's just what's <laughs> going to happen. Jamie Drysdale's yeah. out for a million years. We're never going to see him again. I'm being dramatic, but um, <laughs> he's gone. He's just gone. <laughs> he's just, he just disintegrated. Right, right. him off the rock. Um, no, but yeah, like I mean, but yeah, to Jake's point, like and knowing how just bad and at suppression our defense has been and it doesn't look like it's getting any clearer and the drysdale injury certainly does not help us in any case it's like you you have to take advantage of the situation you're in exactly and yeah 
we we talked about how we're cool with losing seven six games if they're entertaining and guys Mm -hmm. are producing and it's happening kind of consistently you know both sharks games are high scoring um i'm surprised we got as many goals we did against the panthers yeah um especially in the manner we got them um and to kind of segue into that game because i i feel like if you don't take advantage of knowing your weaknesses and just trying to we have a very beer league vibe to the team (laughs) yeah well, we cer- we have we we've certainly kind of been playing like a beer league team. The beer league yeah. formula is stack one line or two lines, and just worry about scoring more goals than the other team. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like it's that kind of mindset of, well, if you do one thing bad, just compensate for it in the other department. And if you're a team that's really good defensively that couldn't score like the Islanders under Trots. You know, they compensated by having good defensive structure and winning games to one. Whereas yeah. you have teams like the Knights that are like, okay, our goaltending, our defense, some nights might be suspect, but our top two lines are still going to score five, six goals. Yeah. Like you have to take advantage of those instances of weakness. And there's just not a lot of that. And it's, it's annoying because like we know – these guys are capable of doing it because they show that they're capable of doing it. Like it'd be yeah. different if we were losing every game, eight, nothing or five, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but we're getting production. Like yeah. it's not, we're not in those days anymore of like, okay, well our top scorer is a third line guy with three, three goals and two assists for five points on the year. Yeah. Or like, or like a rookie max Comtois with like, yeah, four goals leading, in one leading, game. Leading the team at the end of the season with like 14 goals. It's like, yeah, like we're going to get those production from, the, <laughs> from those high-end guys. And we are getting offensive production, albeit it's coming from like three guys. But <laughs> it's there. And you just got to kind of, if you want to start winning some games, you, you, you just, you're almost forced to just lean on it as yeah. much as you yeah. can. Like you're not getting it from an Isaac line. I mean, I know he had this, I know he had the fucking whatever i know i know we have the the, the, the the penalty shot goal whatever that doesn't count it's not a real goal um and now we have the penalty shot goal but like you're not getting it from an isaac lundestrom you're not getting it from a Derek grant you're not getting it from a you're we're certainly not getting it from a jacob silverberg right now yeah that's not max jones game like you're not, like you're just not getting it with the players that you have right now in your bottom six now story changes a little bit if you want to start giving guys like Jacob Perot a chance, want to start giving guys like Braden Tracy a chance, want to bring Palo Organda back <laughs> up and, you know, start kind of giving yourself just a tiny bit more offensive firepower and some more scoring chances. I wouldn't hate that, seeing Grimaldi at some point. Grimaldi, yeah, you you want to give Rocco Grimaldi, who has looked really good in San Diego so far from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I said, like I got to be honest, two points I have watched – yeah, like I said, I got to be honest, I haven't watched any goals games. Uh, Savannah says that they won 7 nothing. 7 to nothing. 7 just nothing. now. Lucas yeah. Dostal shut out. Hello. Hey, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, but like, you know, it changes, like I said, if you want to start bringing up those guys from San Diego that can give you a little bit more offensive firepower. But with what you have right now, like, I know I'm not 
an NHL coach. So when I say this, like I'm not saying it seriously, but like if I'm in Dallas Aiken's position, are you sure? What? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but if, if if I'm in that position, why would I not just go balls to the wall in my top six? Balls to the I just, wall. I really. Out. It's I like really you've enjoyed, tried. It's like uh, you've tried every. You've tried every other sort of line switch up combination with your twelve forward so far, except that, where you've just gone full balls to the wall. Have all your offensive firepower on two. You know we're not a team that's got offensive depth. That's not what we have. So you got to just yeah. kind of, you know. So essentially, what we're saying is just rock hard, dick balls out. Just do the thing, <laughs> Dallas. Come on. Oh. Savannah, four points, Rocco Grimaldi tonight. Hello. Oh, ten, oh wow. So we could I'm I mean, hey man, I'm 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 all for mixing Rocco. things up and changing it, but I'm not for I'm not for changing things that you've mixed up that have been working. So, you know, let's get a little let's go uh, let's go on Rocco Grimaldi. Let's get my boy Pilo Regenda back up. Uh, I did I did enjoy uh Strom's game. Against the Panthers, he looked really good. That, yes. that, I, game. that was probably I, one of his saw, better games since opening night. Yeah, I, I did see Strom's two goals in the Panthers game because I was well. He got part. one. Yeah. The first one that went like top shelf. That, yeah, that was really nice. Was tipped by Henrique. Oh, oh. boo! <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have been able to know because literally I was watching it after being at the Bucks game at a bar in Tampa, and I was a little. I was angered drinking, but <laughs> he did the like, very next goal though. <laughs> no, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm like the only dude in, in a bar in Tampa, Florida. I'm like, Hey, can you put on the Anaheim Ducks game? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did, I did see those two, but yeah, it's good. It's good to see Strom starting to look a little bit more comfortable. Um, and at uh, least they look good. They lost five, three. Yeah, I was, Panthers, was going to say, good. let's, let's all take a deep breath and decompress from the 30 minutes we ranted about <laughs> about lineup decisions <laughs> but holy shit the reverse retros the whole set i so nice man i'm in love with those orange pants i don't oh, know the orange care. the orange pants and the and and the black stripe with the white trim is what does it yes they so really look good live yeah yeah and <laughs> lou lou, yeah. lou was there to see him live i might have made a mess in my pants <laughs> Uh, they just Hello? they just look so good. Yeah, like, they, they they're I mean, very know, nice. Like I know, like we've talked about. Oh, you know the rumors of you know are we maybe getting like you know a a a, a white version of the orange third is is um you know our our future road jersey going forward or something like that. Like it looked good. Like I don't know if we would go orange pants as a, as our primary pant color. Like forever in the future but i mean for, for an alternate look oh I don't we know. should go forever is, fuck it is there is there is there a rule maybe steven or somebody in the chat i don't know is there a rule like is the nhl like can the shell color of your pants is it like the nfl where you can only have one helmet like can you only have one pants color or like am i am i uh or can you have like different depending on the uniform i'm i'm, I'm not sure because i'm thinking well maybe you do hurricanes. that for like an alternate maybe that for like an alternate sweater the uh aren't the, the hurricanes the blue using jackets, two different ones? The blue jackets did that for a while too, where they were wearing yeah. like a different pant on the road that they're mm-hmm. they're they were wearing their home pants on the road as well instead of the okay. red ones they were wearing. Yeah. Oh because the canes the canes have red. 
and they usually wear all red with the red home jersey. And lately, they've been wearing the black pants. Yeah. Okay. So Steven says yes, you can have different ones. So maybe like we do like the orange pants with like a third jersey or something like that. Or I, I don't know what our options could be going forward, but it makes me feel better because I when I first heard we were doing orange pants with these, I was a little skeptical, and then I saw I would it. I passed. I actually out. got. I, I actually got. Not to like source drop or anything, but I got sent. Um, we got shown uh, the four of us. We got shown a picture um, from. Uh, we sure did their secret practice or whatever that they did <laughs> that they had a week or two ago and they were breaking in all the um all the reverse retro gear like you know the pants and the gloves and stuff like that and so we saw the pants a little bit early but once i i, I was skeptical until i saw them because mm -hmm. of that black stripe with the white trim because so i was just nice. thinking oh i'm like i'm like i don't think those are going to look too good if if uh you know those are just going to be like if they're just flat orange pants, you know, yeah, like that stripe looks really good. And so I, I'd feel a lot better, you know, I mean, Hey, if we wanted to rock an all orange and look in the future, I mean, dude, I would totally do it just for like, an, dude, fuck uh, it. I mean, like well, a I mean crazy... hey, look at, and be a little bit different from the flyers. Like we, we wouldn't have to hear the people be like, Oh no, they're getting, we can't be orange. We're just going to look just like the flyers. <laughs> Who cares? In a in a, in a sports world in a sports world where like ten teams in every league wear right wear, wear white red and blue like yeah how many sorry. NHL teams are it's red, okay white, to have like two teams that have the same color like chill yeah I don't see Islanders and Oilers fans going at each other because of the colors or the Sabers yeah. and like Blues and Predators they're all blue and yeah. yellow like literally unless like half the unless like a third of the league has the same color scheme I've never understood that just get over yourself yes. Philly. You don't we don't care. Orange. You don't own the color orange. You're, it's, it's, definitely like you're not the only, it's not like you're you're Pittsburgh and you know a team from Kansas City is trying to wear black and gold. You know, it, it's like that's yeah. not that, that's not what's happening here. Yeah. So Let's take a breath, Philly. Maybe yeah. go when's run up the, the rocky um, steps. I don't know what you do on when, when's the uh when's the next game we're wearing them? Is it a road game or a home game? Home game against the Wings, I believe, on oh, okay. uh, I think next oh. Tuesday. Oh yeah, it's in like a week or two. Okay, might uh, I might sometime next week. I might have to go to that one. Might have to. Hey, are we are we going to the Saturday game? I'm still a maybe, uh, but I I I wouldn't hate it. If I get off in enough time, I would be down. You guys should print out a picture of me and take it with you. Just okay. tape it I to will. a seat, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we transition into the other news we have from this week, uh, we have to name our three stars and the lame duck of the week. Okay. I have my three. That, that, you guys that, want me that, to start? That hasn't changed. I, I know it hasn't, but if you guys had <laughs> if you guys had any changes, I I always leave the floor open. You can start with yours, Jake, since you have yours already out. So I put as an honorable mention Simone Benoit for just absolutely fucking leveling guys the last week. <laughs> he's he's starting to become fun to watch because he may not be good defensively like the rest of the D men, but he's just. He's fucking killing dudes out there. Simon, don't call me Chris Benoit. Okay. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, for my third star, I put Anthony Stolarz because there was no way in hell we should have won that Sharks game. Uh, yep. But Stoli stood on his head. Uh, second, I put Adam Henrique just because like we mentioned he has been producing unlike yeah. a lot of the team. And again, he's the, he's the dad that stepped up, not the stepdad. <laughs> and for our first star i put us because we're tolerating this bullshit as fans so us. you know so... we we all deserve a pat on the back because we're kind of getting to that point of the season where we're past the initial okay it's just the start of the season no yeah. no need to freak out into the everybody needs to be uh held accountable and when is the trade deadline because <laughs> the season moves fast and Things have not been great. I might, Money moves. I might be tweeting about draft hey, um, a little bit, a little bit earlier than I typically do this year. So be on the lookout for that, guys. Coming to my Twitter. What's up? What's up, Blue? Is Connor wearing a lightning cat right now? Yes. Sure is. Well, because I just well because I was in Tampa over the weekend and I went I went to a lightning game. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Lightning fans! Shout out! Emily Arena. Great experience. It was a great game. Um, the Sabers gave the Lightning a a a, a, a great a game. game. Lightning uh, light Lightning took a late lead yeah. uh, to make it four to three. So, um, and I had and I had a I had over six and a half on that game. So that hit. How you doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> won won me a clean seventy bucks. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, I also said that I'm not wearing a Ducks hat on on the stream until we get a regulation win. So I thought I'd wear my new hat. So, so he's definitely Con- not wearing a Ducks hat until. What do, you got, what do you guys think of my Lightning hat? You guys like yeah, it? I was gonna say Connor's oh. not gonna be wearing a Ducks hat till March. <laughs> yeah. I should just I should just put my. You ain't gonna wear me wearing a fucking Ducks. And and in the wholesome moment, I got to see my boy Corey Perry live. So. Corey Perry. It warmed my heart. Shout out Corey Perry. You doing okay there, Lou? Shout out Corey Perry. No, no. <laughs> what were we doing? Uh, I'm holding on, man. Three stars. Um, three stars. Okay. I'll do mine. I uh, I have Stolars. All right, Chris. All right, Chris. I have Stolars. Uh, third star, and then uh, second star. I'm gonna give it to Strom. Um, he's he's just played. He's been playing a lot better. I feel like because after the after the home opener, I feel like he kind of kind of took a step back kind of disappeared a little bit but last two games i feel like he's played pretty well and then uh first star i'm gonna go with troy terry troy terry is very good hashtag that why don't you and uh that's because he has 17 points in 13 games so he's rocking it mm-hmm. and he's not getting that first star taken away until he slows down chris and i yeah chris and i had Oh no! Go ahead. Oh, he's got a different one. Oh, do you have Lame a different duck. one than the two? I was gonna say Klingberg. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's you know what? That's actually not a bad take. Yeah. For me, it is still Bolu and Shattenkirk, just because okay. they've not gotten <laughs> any better. But Klingberg yeah. has Klingberg. Uh, he's been a little bit of a concern. Yeah. I will say. If, if you're a I defenseman, you're on our list. Yeah. And Over. we're crossing you off with lipstick. What is that movie? What is that movie? Um, God damn oh it. God. What is that movie? Oh boy. 
where that yeah. weird guy's like, like I'm just I'm just as lost as you are. Sorry. Right. <laughs> it's like it's an Adam Sandler movie. That, how do you use the quote and then you don't know what it's from? I don't know, man. I just I can see the guy doing it. Like he's a weird oh, dude. God. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Adam Sandler calls him to like apologize, and then he takes Adam Sandler off of his list, so he doesn't want to kill him anymore, and he like marks him off with lipstick. Does anybody know that that damn movie? (sighs) Anyway, we can move on. I think it's maybe it's maybe it's uh. Forget about Waterboy. No, it's not Waterboy. (laughs) Savannah said, "Are you sure that wasn't a dream?" Billy Madison. Oh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Madison. It's Billy yeah. Madison. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> nice. Definitely right, wasn't so a dream. My, my, my dream. Black Ducks three stars. Um, I'm giving my third one to Ryan Strom just because he's looked really great. Um, you know, I know uh, he had uh, Chip but, just re, uh, replied and said it's Billy Madison. Yeah. We covered that, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Chip. <laughs> um, thank you chip yeah so my three stars i'm going um like i said i'm going ryan strom uh with the third star he's had he's had a great last couple of games looking to come into his own a little bit um <clears throat> my second star i am actually giving it to mason mctavish just because when he was given the opportunity to play center even though it was just for two games and it was for limited minutes he looked really great he looked natural in that position and to no fault of his own he wasn't given the opportunity to um to continue to play center i i I really hope he's in the lineup tomorrow night against minnesota as a center we'll see i will also be dreading the 630 lineup drop like you guys um (laughs) and uh yeah me and uh me and chris have the same number one star troy terry i mean leading the team in points just hasn't i don't think he's really had a bad game at all this season Nope. Just he nope. continues to tear it up. So shout out, God shout damn. out, Timmy. Shout out, Timmy. God shout out, Troy. Monster. Would you say yeah. Mason grabbed it by the horns and humped it in a submission? Sure. <laughs> while yeah. we're on, while we're on the movie references. Sure. <laughs> and then lame duck of the week, as I said, bully you and Shattenkirk still hold the title belt. So come back, come back next week, and we'll see if it changes. So we'll uh, we'll we'll say lose three stars for him is uh, Coors Light, uh, Jack Fireball. Daniels, and Fireball and Fireball. And- <laughs> Wait, what? And his- <laughs> those are those are your those are your three stars of the week. His lame duck of the week is the no, uh, mechanical my, bowl. My why did I say seven? Uh, my three stars are we could are uh, seven to sevens and uh, yep. That's it. Damn. One, two, and three. Oh, man. Nice. Nice. Oh, before we go any further, we'll have to we have to shout out our uh, our network, the hockey focus. Uh you know, give them a follow like always. Uh keep up with our stuff. Kind of stagnated a little bit. Still looking for some podcasts to 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 grow the family. So if you know anybody that wants to yell into a microphone about their hockey team for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Hockey place them, is uh, the uh, place for that. Yeah. Have them contact uh, the Hockey Focus. Come to our family. Get on our team. Be our friends. Shout out Hockey Focus. You doing good, Lou? <laughs> huh? You doing good? I'm, I'm He's not. I can't stop looking at him. Like I'm just waiting for him to pass out. Blue, <laughs> not look blue, well, uh, man. Blue, uh, Stephen from Forever Mighty says that 
you look like the physical manifestation <laughs> of Sublime album. Yep. <laughs> oh, hold the phone. Hold hold on a second. I think Jordan. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I thought I thought Eberly got a hat trick, but I don't think he did. Never mind. Game's over. Well, as long as the Predators lost, that's that's they all did, that matters. Five one, five one to the Kraken. Talk about teams we did not expect to be good this year. Shout out to the Kraken, I guess. Yeah, dude, my Pacific Division uh, prediction is going to look so bad, so bad. Especially, it's it's all because of the Kraken and the Canucks. They ruined it. <laughs> Kraken Country, let's ink. <laughs> let's ink. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we uh, talk about the suspension or the craziness going on with the Bruins first? Who who got suspended again? I I what? The uh, the I guess we'll start there. Uh, <laughs> Matt Kachuk suspended two games for. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Trying to take Quick's eye out. Doing the Ogie Oglethorpe, trying to quick little take poke. his eye out. He got two games, right? He did. I don't think that was. I honestly don't. I think that was enough. Like there was definitely it was there was yeah. intent there, man. Like he's going for the eye. You don't just accidentally. I you don't, don't accidentally try and do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's very hard something... to get a stick blade into a cat eye cage like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that was so... intentional, hundred percent. It's a very Kachuk thing to do, and yeah. I think it should have been more than two. But who am I? Just a I guy will in say, a chair. I will say I do think the suspension was deserved, but I'm going to sure. call some people. I'm going to call a couple people out. Right not, 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 not by name not by name just like anybody that has okay cool i start sweating a little yeah no, <laughs> coming for that ass um no. um if you are somebody who who uh proclaims that they hate matthew kachuk and they hate his game oh, but okay. you also love Corey perry you are a hypocrite <laughs> you are a hypocrite called out Mm-hmm. hypocrites i love matthew kachuk i fucking love the guy <laughs> so i don't i, I, I like both i, I like both him and Brady. um yeah, he's a cool dude. i obviously I mean, hate when the ducks play them but yeah i mean i mean oh yeah he's annoying as fuck yeah against, but i i i love i love him it's just don't go and try and poke the goalie in the eye yeah maybe stay away from that that that's a little shitty maybe stick to like snowing the goalie not you know because at least then all he is is wet, not yeah. missing. He's got eye. a little little water in the eye. It's not a big deal. Some ice chips. I thought it was a lot worse at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wasn't. Excuse me. <clears throat> I didn't see the the other angle that came out from the Panthers broadcast where you could see it better. I didn't either, to be honest. So I kind of thought he got him in the throat at first, and he hit him with the stick blade like mm-hmm. in the neck. Oh, okay. But then, because I kept seeing people saying it was the eye, and I didn't really see it until they showed the Panthers' angle, and then you could see clear as day he did it. And you're just like, eh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no fighting that one. He definitely was, <laughs> he was definitely going for it. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll save the, the Bruins stuff until the end of our news kind of kind of cap off things because that's i feel like that's something that requires a little more attention instead of just glossing over you know yeah yep but around the league we had 
Ovechkin past Gordie Howe, goal uh, 787 for most all-time with one team. Sidney Crosby reached 900 assists, which I had to like double check that there wasn't like an added number somewhere because nine hundreds <laughs> a lot. Yeah, dude. And I mean, it's not surprising because it's Sidney Crosby, but I, I kind of had to do a double take when you sent your your notes and stuff, and I was like, what? Yeah, I there, what the fuck? Um, and then Brad Marchand got 0.800 on a penalty shot, which is kind of quirky and something you don't see every day. Yeah, that that kind of took. I know he's been around a while, and I know uh-huh. Brad Marchand has been really good for a while. But when I saw that 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 was that that was Brad Marchand's 800th point, I was like, what the fuck? Like that yeah. one, I was like, I'm, that one for a sec, I was like, oh, there's no way. But then I was like, oh no, that like that actually happened <laughs> yeah and i can't i can't believe crosby has 900 assists that just does not seem that's just that it really doesn't seem real like that's crazy yeah that that was kind of my perspective on it was like i almost like i said i felt like it was a typo yeah i was just like that can't be right <laughs> but it is and i was like what the fuck i know i've been sick for the last couple of days but <laughs> <laughs> um the, the Ovechkin milestone was cool to see, but That's it did really cool. Yeah. It did hurt a little bit with Sonny Milano being in front of the goalie when it was scored. Yeah. And so it's like you see him in front of the net, and I just was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, it's our, our baby Sonny. boy. <laughs> Speaking of Sonny, too, he had a goal taken away yesterday. Poor guy. Yeah, but I was all excited. The Oilers, yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I was all excited. I'm like, oh my god, I... yeah, first goal already. And it like to- they showed the replay, and I'm like, wow, that's not even close. Like, it hit the crossbar, <laughs> and it was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, never mind. We wait. I hope Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's record, and I hope oh, he does too. it. I hope he does mm-hmm. it in Anaheim so what? I can be there. So I can be there. No, do it in it. LA. Go, go see it in LA. <laughs> I don't care if it's against us, give us a fuck. <laughs> Drive up no, the freeway. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll all go together and watch it with Ryan. Fine. Yeah, we can watch it against the Kings. All yeah. right. How about how about how about let's let's we all go to Vegas. To, let's make a point to do that. If we somehow are in that situation where he's on like what's the official number eight what eight fourteen eight twelve ten eight ten a lot a lot it's 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 eight hundred <laughs> and like. What's the what's the Gretzky goal record? Quick in the chat. Yeah, hurry up. That's the, the eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like up. eight, isn't it? Eight like seventy something. Savannah says sixty nine. I'm not sure if yeah, that's, that's correct. Chris, can you fact check? Chris, that can you is... fact check that? Nice. It's not. Nice. It's not four twenty either. Um, you guys ready for the number? I have looked it up because we did not come prepared right. with it. All right, what do we got? Is it? I feel like it's eight hundred fourteen. Is it eight hundred? No, no, no. It's no. like eight hundred ninety something. Chris, oh, yeah, it's more Chris is the closest so far. 894. Yes. What are, what are right. you talking about? That's right. Gretzky's goals. Gretzky's goal record. record. And yeah. your favorite... I don't know where I was getting 8-4. I'd, I'd ignore that. I don't We're know talking about Gretzky and your favorite player, Lou. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. 700? No. Lou, we already <laughs> okay. know the answer. Lou, we already know the answer. <laughs> well... What are you gonna do, Sarah? The question, Sarah. We were talking about Ovechkin breaking Gretzky's goal record in the chat, and for some reason, I couldn't remember the exact number. So yeah, we were looking it up. Um, but yeah, so I eight ninety eight ninety four. Yeah, 
Yeah. So let's say let's say if if is it really? a season or two in yeah. a season or two, if we find ourselves in the situation where Ovechkin is on eight ninety three and they're in the middle of a California road trip, let's go to fuck. Let's go to San Jose too. I'll come out. Let's yeah. go to Arizona. No, come on, let's go to Arizona. Let's, I let's go to Vegas. don't really want to go to San Jose until he does it. Until he does it, let's hop around. Imagine seeing that in person. That'd be sick. dude. If that's here. If that happened in Arizona, I'd be kind of pissed because they'll probably still be in the ASU arena. <laughs> be able to, I, I probably won't be able to get in. <laughs> Sarah's be able to, me. Won't be able to christen the new arena with a historic goal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would totally make uh, make the trip out there. I'd no. Let's say we do it. If yeah. it was in within reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If he was yeah. like maybe too, it, it would have to it would have to be perfect where he's literally out here. And he's a goal, even two goals away. Yeah, because not going to go out there. Two goals like, in a game's realistic for. Yeah, him. like if they're so, like yeah. if he's two or three goals away, and they're coming like, they're coming to California. I say, I say, I say, we just plan it and then just do yeah. it and say fuck it. Cool. All right. Cool. Let's do it, guys. We are so in. Cool. We have our uh, Iron Maiden 2024 plans, and then we can add Ovechkin uh, record-breaking goal two years from now. Pencil that in your calendars, please. Yes. <laughs> hey, you have, you have that app, that calendar app. Put it in there. Yeah, you know, I, I put a recording schedule that's right uh, only sometimes, and that's Every other all week. we've used it for. <laughs> Every other week, it's right. <laughs> Uh, the other thing oh. I put in here, uh, kind of. I will be back. About... I'll be back in a quick minute, sir. Okay, okay. Sir. I wanted to talk about teams that are kind of struggling because, with us being a little bit of the suck ass right now, it's kind of <laughs> we're sucking ass, all right. <laughs> it's kind of weird to see that like the Penguins are on a seven-game losing streak, just out of yeah. nowhere because they were doing pretty good there for they a, started for a really hot minute. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Calgary's looking pretty shitty. Yep. I mean, yep. How about Boyle? Columbus too, man? I didn't think the Blue Jackets. I thought the Blue Jackets would be at least a little bit better, but they're like worse than the Ducks somehow. <laughs> well, then the Oilers are kind of struggling. That yeah tends to be more so because they gave Jack Campbell a lot of money, and I say that as someone who loves Jack Campbell. But... It's just the Oilers, man. I swear, they're every really? year, every I, I'd say like every two to three years, the Oilers have a different goalie. And it never worked. Why? It just doesn't work. It doesn't work out. Why do you? Why do you like Jack Campbell? It's a, a it's a long winded explanation that I'll I'll tell you when you're sober, Lou. Because <laughs> oh, okay. well, he I played don't... in Ontario for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Shut I mean, Jack Campbell. That's, I guess. that's kind of the basis of it. There's there's a video link. I'll I'll maybe tag after the episode. And but... I know he got drafted around the same time as Gibson. Because they were supposed to be like yeah. the two next like great American goalies like together, and he kind of had a slower start, but yeah. Well, I guess we're we'll waiting with... for Connor to get back. I can I can describe it. Yeah. So he the... he was drafted by Dallas, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Kings a couple years ago, like when he when they Hello. traded, <laughs> I think it was when they traded Bishop away. Okay, yeah. Yeah, might have been. Um, so Zaire Bishop was on the Kings. They did mm-hmm. uh, like their behind the scenes series was the black and white, and they did a specific episode on Jack Campbell, and it was kind of talking about how when he came to Ontario as part of the Bishop trade, you know he was 
uh, Dusty Emu said he was a very defeated goalie and like a kid that had no confidence and yeah, just was all over the place. And he came to Ontario as kind of a fresh start because he had been just pushed back further and further in Dallas's goalie pipeline. And like Dusty Emu really worked with them to kind of build him back up. And, you know, the season, I want to say it was the year after the Kings 50th anniversary he kind of got that shot to, you know, actually play in the NHL and kind of solidify himself as like, not so much re- like a rehabilitated goalie, but like they kind of built him back from the ground up and it was just cool to see because you know, he's known as like the nice, the nice like goalie that no one would ever like want to make upset. Cause he's just a sweet guy. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just cool to see like the, the story in the video of, you know, like the, the highlight they show is his, I want to say his first game was against the ducks and the ducks like shelled them for like five or six goals or something like that. Ah. And it was just one of those things where they're like, he started, he had such a high pedigree as like one of this, one of these goalies that was going to go really high in the draft and, you know, he gets the shot and it just blows up in his face. Yeah. And it was like the redemption story of how he kind of built himself back into being a confident goalie again. It was really cool, but yeah, like you're to your point, you're saying like it's every year with the Oilers or it's a different guy. Like he's the one we're yeah. finally going to get over the hump because he has a good season somewhere else. And then it just doesn't. Pan I really, <laughs> I really wish uh, Campbell would have stayed in Toronto, but cap reasons i guess they they just they they didn't want to give him the money and yeah the they, whalers they didn't are have desperate to, <laughs> yeah but he was he was so good in toronto at least i thought i i really enjoyed watching him on the leafs it sucks that he uh he left but we were just talking about teams that are struggling connor got it yeah because yep. you know if you want to flip it and talk about teams that so are we're, so we're so we're so we're so we're still talking about the ducks <laughs> um yep I was gonna. I wanted to add the Sabers in this today when we're talking about like wagon teams, um, but they've lost Sabres like three straight. They're they've lost good. three straight now, including tonight against the Coyotes, and they didn't look too hot. So we're just gonna go with the Devils. The Devils are looking awesome right now. Devils look like a bit of a team. Yeah. Shout out Devils. Uh, Vanacek, their goalie. I have him in fantasy, and he is just kicking ass, dude. Like he is looking good. Shut up, Jack Hughes. Campbell was eleventh uh, overall, Stephen. Eleventh overall, yeah. Well, yep. transitioning to some other stuff going on, we've had this on the the news docket for a while, and we just haven't been able to cover them uh, just because it gets pushed back with stuff that happens to the Ducks. Um, <laughs> But a couple of weeks ago, the NHL said that they're talk, uh, considering playing some games in like a global series kind of kind of way in Australia, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And maybe uh, when that gets uh, set in stone a little bit more concrete, we can uh, maybe get Lasher on fin- finally. Yeah, dude. Get that'd his be thoughts so awesome. on uh, the NHL coming to his backyard. Do we have any? Do we have any? Uh... Do we have a large enough voice where we can get the NHL to invite him to go to the games? <laughs> <laughs> like, that'd be so cool. But, yeah, I, I really hope it, they go through with it. Um, 
they were talking about uh, Melbourne. Just cool. Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne. But I'd yeah, like that'd be that'd be really cool. The select few like NHL fans I've met from Australia in person are not many, but yeah, the three people that I've talked to uh that are Australian and somehow hockey fans have all kind of said the similar thing of like the game's so it's not like as big it is as it is out here, obviously. But they all kind of just pick teams just at random. Um, there's a woman that came in a couple months ago that I told you guys about. Uh, she came into our store and you know bought some equipment and stuff because like she comes in once a year, buys a bunch of shit, and has it sent back home. So she has gear to play with for an entire season. Yeah. <laughs> and so I asked her, I was like, you know, what's what's kind of the how do people go about choosing teams and she said literally it sometimes is as simple as whatever stream you can find consistently yeah so she has a lot of friends that are somehow able to watch a lot of kraken games which that one surprised me um but she also said that was kind of because they're the new team and it's easy to just latch on to them yeah um but it'd be it'd be a really cool thing to see just because there is random allegiances and stuff, but it's not a big sport out there. Yeah. And to just bring it to another place that has the game, but not at that level of like, Hey, you know, we're getting attention and they're bringing it here to us. Yeah. So it's yeah, cool I, to, it's cool to see. Yeah. I, I really hope they, they go through with that. I love hockey in australia like i'm obsessed with it they have they have like three different leagues and i follow all of them like they're just it's just a lot of fun um <laughs> they have uh and if they're gonna play in, in melbourne that'd be kind of cool because they have a professional team there called the melbourne ducks so it'd be kind of uh -huh. nice if like the you know if our ducks were part of the global series over there that's what i was going to ask if they had like maybe maybe not two teams what if they did four four teams to go to australia maybe they play in two different cities i don't know but what four would you guys want you think in australia well to your point saying that you know they have a, a ducks team out yeah. there yeah. they also have an avalanche team don't they that's true that's true adelaide so you could adelaide. have you could have like the ducks and the avs go out and represent their respective clubs yeah they do have a north stars team as well in one of the leagues so maybe we can get the the stars out there, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Who was the guy on the Caps years a uh, couple years ago? Is it Nathan Walker? Nathan Walker, yeah. Is he still in the NHL? I, I think so. I forgot what he is he, though. I thought he was with the Blues last. Oh yeah, I think he was. So I mean, if he's still around, like that, Maybe. whatever team he's on, yeah, that's kind of is like the ambassador, I guess. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Man, I'd be all over that. I'd love to go go to his uh his blues. Blues? Okay. Blues. All right. So the blues. <laughs> <laughs> blues, ducks, avalanche stars. <laughs> that looked kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, if if we're looking like uh I don't think you have to do like matchups because the global series games were kind of over the place, like Central yeah. versus Pacific and yeah, East versus West. Um, I don't know if it comes to fruition. It'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's a new country where there's really only I want to say two players now because I think Jordan Spence 
Spence I is think Australian. So. Yep. But he's also he represented like when we had like an Olympic night with the rain last year and they had him representing like five different countries. So oh all right. it's hard, it's hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> all right. International man. One of the last things uh we had kind of <laughs> right, you're right there, Lou. I'm, I'm sorry. What did I see? His what burp. did I just hear, bro? I burped. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. At least, at least it came out the front hole. We're we're fine. <laughs> I'm oh, man. myself. Sorry, I got scared. It's all good. Uh, but we have we've had this buried for a while, and last week I actually had an explanation of a good conversation we could go into. But uh, Emily Kaplan. I want to say at least a month ago because we've been putting it every week for a couple yeah, episodes. I'd say it's two weeks. I'll say two weeks. Two, three weeks. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the cap may be rising by upwards of $4 million next year, which definitely is a good thing because of the fucking shutdown kind of keeping things where it's at has yeah. sucked for a lot of teams. I mean, to your point of, oh, it would have been nice if Campbell could have stayed in toronto yeah. but because of cap reasons you know yeah that didn't yeah, happen I, I guess they're uh i mean clearly since that's the rumor that it could jump four million but like they recovered pretty quick from the the pandemic i thought it was i mean they thought too that it was going to take longer they were thinking like a whole three to five year plan didn't they something like that where they thought it was going to take a little bit to recover and it they didn't took start seeing growth until I think they said like 24, 25. Yeah. At like the earliest. Yeah. And so to see it a year ahead of schedule almost, you know, it's mm-hmm. a good sign. Yeah. That's um, pretty cool. I definitely think that the money from the reverse retros and stuff. <laughs> I was literally uh, just about to say that. Yeah. Both, both instances <laughs> of it definitely help. For sure. Um, and like, uh, like Steven said in the chat, I mean, you know, Steven. The NHL cap is, uh, NHL, I'm sorry, the NHL is not as rich of a league as, you know, your NBAs, your your MLBs, your, your NFLs. So $4 million for the NHL is a good chunk of money. I mean, that, that is, is almost that is almost one entire Ryan Strom. Yeah. That you can add to a team. Yeah. So, you know. It do be a lot for the hockeys. It's almost one year of Jacob Silverberg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have reached the thing we buried from the lead, but the Bruins kind of made an ass of themselves all week with uh, announcing that they signed Mitchell Miller. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, is there really is there really anything even to say about that? Like, <laughs> it's just uh, it's. <sighs> mm. I don't how know do what's f- worse, like the how do you signing fuck up so bad and yeah. then make yourself look even worse in the end. Like, oh, I, don't, God. I don't know what's worse, the signing or literally publicly coming out and being like, what do you mean? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we didn't do our research. It's like, dude, you didn't have to research anything. It was already the fact, out there the from the Coyote that, stuff. The fact that that quote came out that Don Sweeney literally told Mitch Miller that he would drive him back to the airport if yeah. things went south like that. <laughs> that... Oh my God, bro. Yeah. Just I mean, horrible. It's, 
everything's already been said on that already. Yeah. Like, I, it just, oh, like, like, what I do like, what I do it's like, be is, used, this entire situation is going to be used in PR classes from <laughs> now until the end of eternity as, an yeah. ex, as a prime example of what not to do. What I, what I really liked about this whole situation though, is how much pushback it got from the Bruins players themselves. That, that was, that, that was, was really nice good to see. To see. Yeah. yeah. Like to hear that Bergeron was like, actually like pissed. Yeah, Felino yeah. came out yeah. and said he was he he didn't like it at all, and he said most yeah. of the people in the locker room didn't like it. So it was kind of it was really nice to see that side because you don't you don't see that from hockey players, uh, yeah. you know, Not speaking really. out speaking yeah. out about stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you look at, I mean, we had everything with the Oilers and Evander Kane. Yeah, I mean, not saying that they're similar situations, but like to see both ends of the spectrum where the Oilers were like, well, he'll help us win. So he has his demons and he's fighting them. Whereas the Bruins are like, no, we don't want this fucker on our team. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a nice change of pace for sure. Yeah. It they, just kind they, of or shows. They pull, uh, or they pull a Taves and Kane and are like, oh, well, hey, you know, the past is the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's just good to see that they're at least – at least the players are in the right headspace of it's not like, Oh, this is going to help us win. So we just have to kind of forget about that. It's, it really was refreshing to see that for once a team, at least the group of guys kind of, were all in a collective headspace of like, yeah, you know, who, who gives a shit if it helps us win? We don't want him. Yeah. So shout out to the Bruins players, not Bruins management, because <laughs> management just look like a bunch of fucking jackasses. Yeah. Again, and that I'm, is the Bruins players, the players. Yeah. Not the shout players. out the Bruins. Just want to make that um, brutally clear. <laughs> yeah. So apparently like the Bruins now, did they terminate his contract? Is yeah. It's done. Yeah. Well, yeah. They have a couple yeah. options is yeah, what I still, kind of inferred. He's still part of it. Like he can play in the, he's not, he's not qualified to play in the AHL, but they could like, they could still like pay him to not play or something. Yeah. Okay. So they either can buy him out and pay him his contract, at like a discounted price. Like, yeah. you know, what happens with normal buyouts or he just gets the money for the season, just sitting at home. Yeah. Well, okay. he's been being driven back to the airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh but, man. You know, it, it it's it's kind of funny that you know they're rolling and they're one of the best teams in the league, and the front office just decides to kind of throw a wrench into it and be yeah. like, "Hey, so you guys are like the talk of the town right now because you're re- doing really good. Let's give you you know some extra bullshit to deal with." You know, you guys are have you guys have it too easy right now. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it it just goes to show that the hot, at least from the players' perspective, we're starting to see guys that are doing the right thing. But yeah. there's still some work to be done with how management and how ownership does things in this yeah. league. So, yeah, there will always be work. Sadly with this with this league and how how deep rooted a lot of stuff is but this is a nice step in the right direction i i love i was i was shocked i i just i love that the players literally put their foot down and said no nah, we're not we're not going to deal with this you're not bringing this guy in and i hope yeah. that um 
that continues, you know, well, hopefully we don't have to have too many more of these situations, but it, you know, it's, it's probably going to happen because it's, because it's the NHL. So, but hopefully, uh, you know, other players around the league kind of follow in the steps of the, the Bruins players there. Yep. Well, we're going to transition here to the end of the episode. Uh, we're going to start with our Gizzard Dries Dussy topic of the week. I can never fucking say that. It's so shout hard. out, shout out, shout out, JD girls. Gizzard Dries Dussy. Shout out, Tim. This yep. could be very, very quick, but okay. our one this week is unpopular opinions about the Ducks. Just in general. doesn't have to be about the current team. could just be about the team in general. The team in general. Unpopular opinions about the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh. Um, it's not unpopular, but me and Jake Rudolph argue about it all the time. The gold in our color scheme is bad. <laughs> Very bad. It needs to go away. If you like okay. the gold, I don't. I don't. You know, I just yeah. you're that mid two thousands puke gold phase that a bunch of sports teams went through was bad. Yeah, but it's I don't know why it's, it's... so hard. The gold is just bad, and it's even worse that it, it on the jerseys and the entire look. It's a secondary color, but the, but it is the main color of the primary logo that has always bothered the fuck out of me. Yeah. Like what? It's bad. It's ugly. It looks like vomit. And no, I, I I've said it, I've said it like a million times. I wouldn't hate if the only gold that existed on our jerseys was the logo itself. No gold stripes, no, no, nothing no, like that. To, no, it needs to not be anywhere. <laughs> okay. That's so mine. That, that's even worse. <laughs> Why would it only be in the logo and mine? Not... Mine Damn is Chris, I don't think the web D is that bad. <laughs> I also kind of agree it's I kind of agree with that. That, it's not that was that was going to be mine. It's, it's yeah, not the honestly. worst thing in the world. <laughs> I don't it mind it. It needs yeah. to be redone. I think it's cool, like in a way. You know, I mean, it, a lot of people, I know a lot of people when uh, it first came to be, and even still now, they didn't know that it was a duck foot. They just thought it was a the letter D. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's kind of, it, it's kind of creative, you know, it's cool. It's good um, as a secondary logo, it not is. as a primary logo. And I That's... think I and I'll die on this hill. I do think that it gets, you know, trashed a lot because of the logo that it replaced. If this has been the Ducks logo from the beginning, I guarantee it's fine. It's just because it replaced the Mighty Duck logo. Yeah. That's that's a whole different argument entirely. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't it's it's okay. It's not a great logo. It's not good per se. I'd say it's yeah. mediocre, but that doesn't mean it's bad. And I'm not saying it's as cool as like the Montreal Canadiens logo, but it's similar in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's it's a duck foot where the Canadians it's supposed to be a what a snowshoe. <laughs> what is, is that? What? Yeah. Well, yeah. I I'm just finding that out. I guess. <laughs> hey, we learn we learn huh? new stuff every day. So it's like the same type of logo as Montreal. Uh, no, I mean about the <laughs> Canadians logo being a snowshoe. What? Yeah. That's a thing? 
Yeah. Mm. I thought it was sure. just the C and then the H in the middle. Well, yeah, but it, it forms it forms as like a snowshoe. Is that intentional? I believe so. I'm not. I, there's no way I'm making this up. Like, what why the, the hell fuck? would I do Somebody that? Somebody find Felix. <laughs> Felix. Why the hell would I do that? We're putting out what? the we're putting out the Sicard signal. Yeah, where is he? I am <laughs> bewildered, befuddled, if you may. Well, I, I hope I just educated you on something because that'd make me. Chris is really gonna nice. be like Chris is gonna be like, oh, I dreamed that guy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's my bad. I like. I, I like lying. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is that meme that's like me when I spread false information on <laughs> so we started with Coach Zach and then I just like turned oh into Coach Zach by the Coach Chris no well, I was oh, gonna seriously, say there's we, no lost, way. we lost Lou but he's coming yeah, back he's coming back there's no way I made that up there's just no way why the hell would I think of that like it's a C and an H why would I think that I'd be like oh it's a snowshoe like I definitely, I definitely read that somewhere. I don't know, man. Somehow a generation of kids convinced everybody that Marilyn Manson got a rib removed, but yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a different story. <laughs> well, our other topic of the week from Hockey Three Six Five. He asks us what winless player currently in the NHL is most deserving to win the cup. Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh boy, why can I not think of? <laughs> Alexander Barkov. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Panthers do be looking pretty good again this year. Oh man, most deserving player. Jack I'm gonna, Michael. I'm gonna say Craig Anderson. Okay, that's a good one actually. He's, he's right. been around a while. Craig Anderson, what the fuck? And I feel like he could get the McElhaney treatment if he gets traded and like the Sabres fall out of things. Yeah. Okay. I, I do it. like, oh, I I do like that one a lot. I got one. My boy, and one of my favorite players for a long time. Uh, oh, I would like I would well, yes, but I would love to see Claude Giroux get one. Yeah, Giroux would be nice. I've always really liked Claude Giroux. Um, Shut up, Claude Giroux. And, yes, thank you, Lou. Um, <laughs> um, and hey, I I I said at the start of the year, I said, hey, the Sens, I I picked the Sens as my sleeper team in the East. So, you know, I could see a little could see a little Cinderella run there. Get a get shout a out all the Sens truthers out there. You know, Get a, yeah, that's my answer. Claude Giroux. I'd love to see Claude Giroux get a. How about you, Chris? Man, Craig Anderson is a good one. Um, <laughs> Did you flip Chris off or are you flipping no, the I flipped chat off? No, I flipped Samantha <laughs> off. Oh, I was like, damn, I'm not even looking at the thing. <laughs> like that 50 cent video. Um, <laughs> I said, fuck 50. Fuck me for <laughs> What's it fuck me for? <laughs> uh damn. Um, I, I want to say Eichel, but he's too young still. Um, Carey Price is a good choice, I would say. Um, yeah, but with his status up in the air, that's yeah. I don't know if that's he might be done. <laughs> he 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 might be. Yeah, yeah. 
Lou? Trying to think of who's What's like up? who's still out there. Yeah. I Lou's mean, answer like, is no Lou's answer is nobody because he hates everybody else. No, he, he hates said, everyone. He said Barkov, remember? Oh yeah, he oh, did, oh, say, oh, he did Barkov. say Barkov. That's right. I'm sorry. Shout he started us off. Um, <laughs> short term, short yeah. term, short term memory. My bad. Man. Um, I, I forgot I said that, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, kudos to you for starting the combo. Yep. Yeah, I think that's I think we're good. <laughs> Craig Anderson's yep. probably the best choice. Honestly, that was a really good one. I didn't even think of that. I'll say another one. Johnny Gaudreau. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, he's still kind of in that category right. where he's like still kind of young enough to not be like a grizzled veteran, but like he's also kind of getting up there in age. Do it for John. Why did he go to Columbus? Wait. Money makes you do crazy things, and sometimes that's moving to Ohio. Yeah, I would not move <laughs> to Ohio. I'm sorry. Top 10 things I will not do. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> so our first question comes from Spinko on Twitter, and he asks Who? Spinko. Oh. He sends us questions every now and again. Oh, you like you like cut. No, you like cut out as you said it. So I was like, I, oh. I heard, I heard, I heard Inko. I'm like, who? <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. I mean, admittedly, I'm kind of like doing this back and forth. So like, no, 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 you're good. no, it's probably mine. <laughs> you're fine. But he asked, what's up with the inconsistency of goalie interference calls against the Ducks? He says, I've seen the same plays across the league. And yet for the Ducks, they can't get the same calls. And it feels like it's costing us penalties. I will definitely say that it's it's not just the Ducks. The the goal interference calls have been very weird this year. They've been um, they've been inconsistent all around. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're just watching the Ducks and stuff, it has happened recently to us, like two different times in the past, like four games. Yeah, we we just had a lot of them happen to us. But yeah, it's, it's just the been whole, kind of some the goaltender interference stuff there. Stuff. Yeah, exactly, Chris. The goaltender interference stuff has just been a it's uh, it's definitely been a big talking point for for the entire league so far this year. There's been there's been numerous questionable calls, questionable decisions, questionable overturns. Um, so far this year, I mean, I mean, that's just a Toronto thing. I don't really know how else to explain it. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that's, I think the discussion of do we need to fine tune the goaltender interference? Well, I think I think that's a discussion for another time, but. It's just it's inconsistent league wide. It's inconsistent league wide. Um, you know, I know it just seems a little bit magnified, just because you know we're all Ducks fans, and so you know we're watching the majority of Ducks games. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a problem throughout the whole league. It's not, unfortunately, it's not just the Ducks that are being impacted by it. But yeah, and um, it's pretty early yeah. in the season for it to be so bad already. <laughs> there's been a lot too. Yeah, it's it, there's there have been a lot already, and we like, were just now like into we're, november so we're still not at the like really egregious one that's like gonna set twitter on fire yeah not yet. but that always tends to be for like a leafs game 100 percent. so well we well we kind of almost we kind of had one during a leafs game for us yeah it was yeah almost the Toronto one but yeah oh well. yeah but it was but it was one... against us it wasn't against the exactly yeah. like yeah, it's not one it was that's flipped, gonna so get... like uh, they don't care no it's not I mean, one hey, for... 
I mean, Elliot Friedman went to bat for us on on that's a, true on thirty two thoughts the next morning. So, yeah, but see, it's better when it's a call that messes with the Leafs because then we get Steve Dangle content. reactions out of it. Hell yes, and we get content. Content. Well, since Lou is what? here, we're gonna we're gonna do Ryan's question because okay. they wanted to wait. Okay. But we have to read all of it because I love how Ryan writes us like <laughs> yeah, how, essays. how he gets into it. Shout out, shout out, shout out, Ryan. Get squeaked. Shout out, <laughs> Ryan. Yep. So he says, hi, and he adds the pod. It's a short time listener, 21st time caller. <laughs> something that has Kit Kat and caboodled my mind lately is that rainy days have a tendency to open the cupboard and expand on food decisions. May I ask what's the best rainy day food? comfort foods for us on the pod oh that's a good question you want to if start you late? don't say grilled cheese you're wrong and i will leave it at that oh damn grilled cheese is a good one i have a couple answers actually my anything answer is chicken. what i had today what'd you say anything chicken anything chicken anything chicken for the morning on a rainy day just the biggest cup of coffee that i can find well hell and yeah I like, and i like just I, I, I like having all the windows open Just watching the rain. rain. Nice hot cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, Some oatmeal. I'm a huge oatmeal guy. God damn it. You stole mine. A nice nice hot bowl of oatmeal with the coffee. Um, But then like for like a lunch dinner type thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. Grilled cheese. A a nice big plate of big plate of pasta. Yeah. So that's a good one, too. Maybe some chili. You into chili? No, chili. Chili, Chris. A little chili. Chili sucks. (laughs) that's a bad that's just a bad take i'm sorry i was Um, literally gonna say that though a nice cup of coffee and some oatmeal sarah brings up a good one she said ramen ramen oh yeah ramen's a good one too ramen you know kind of ramen though add all the stuff in it i I think it's down to personal preference it just depends on what you want it depends on what you like in your ramen. it's all about your own comfort lou okay Ryan said, you into chili has sent me. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's, uh, let's calm down chili there, Connor. Chili is not that good, though. I'll tell you what. Sarah and her, her slurping of, of the ramen. Like, I, um, I'm saying everything Lou hates right now, but um, I, made, I made myself a nice, uh, a nice plate of a uh, Alfredo pasta with with a big old piece of grilled chicken on top of it tonight for dinner and watch the screen. I don't know why, but that's that's great. <laughs> Good for you, man. Thanks, Lou. Appreciate that, man. It was yep. tasty. It was he's delicious. glad make, he's glad I'll you're working you a, on yourself. I'll <laughs> make you a plate sometime. I know my I know my cooking skills were for some reason being brought up and slandered last pod, but I mean, you know, hey, I'm here to I'm here to try to redeem. Are you myself. inviting us over? Yeah. Hey, you're yeah, inviting cool. us over. Yeah, cool. cool. It's a good All thing right. I know where you live already. I Let's don't, go. but I'll find out. I have sources. Let's go. Okay, so Sarah Kinda hates weird, oh, everything okay. we just said. Okay, so Sarah's just like Lou and eats like five things. Yeah, so, I've noticed that. Okay. What's going yeah. on here? I didn't yeah. know two of them existed. I think, I think, I think, I think she's just dis- she's just trying to be different. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what does that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Well, we have saved the last what? question. What? <laughs> you doing okay over there, buddy? All right, Lou. No, not really. <laughs> Lou, what's your Lou? What's your what's your go-to rainy day food? Besides anything with soup? chicken. What kind of soup? 
I don't fucking eat soup. What? Why am I gonna eat soup? Soup is good. Chicken tortilla soup is delicious. Why I am had, I gonna eat soup though? I just had broccoli cheddar soup from Panera tonight, and it was amazing. Ooh. Well, I don't know why, but that's that's cool. I okay. guess. No, I. Well, what's your comfort food? Didn't you say it was soup? And then I asked you what kind. And you said, "Why would you eat soup?" So I'm confused. What? what what's your comfort? I, food, I'm not man? gonna eat soup, man. Okay, what what would you eat then? On a rainy like on a rainy day. day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's the question. That is the question. <laughs> Probably In and Out Burger. In and Out. Oh, okay. okay, okay, that's respectable. Yeah, I would say yeah, soup. Soup would be good on a rainy day. I, 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 I'm a big chicken tortilla soup fan, and that would, I'll, I'll, I'll add that to my rainy day. Maybe that could be like a lunch snack type of thing. I'll put, okay. I'll put chicken tortilla soup in, in between meals, day. kind of thing. Do you, do you have a specific coffee that you go to, or is it just whatever you bought? It's, it's just whatever I got for my, for my, for my Keurig with my, with my creamer. But it's got to be hot. My morning yeah. coffee is always hot. Mine is, uh, it's like, uh, you ever have uh, Gavalia? Yeah. Yes, I have. Oh, right now, it, I have. Um, right now, I have Pete's. Okay, I like Pete's. Yeah, Pete's coffee. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm just in my apartment. I don't have like the big old coffee maker. I just have the yeah. I'm shaking right now. Yeah, but Gavalia, <laughs> Gavalia with some uh, with uh, cinnamon brown sugar oatmeal. Woo! Yeah. I don't. So I go. I go. I go. I go. The oatmeal. That's being said right now. I go the oatmeal with cinnamon in it. Yeah. Um. Maybe some I, fruit. I cook my oatmeal with water. I've tried it with milk. I I I feel like it just gets softer with water for some reason. So I use water. See, I don't disagree there. I use water. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then I I bunch of cinnamon in there, honey, bananas, blueberries, and the oh, key. Yeah. Key a little bit of granola. Okay. Just a, just a, just just a little dusting. A little dusting. See, little I feel. Crunch. I feel like crunch. I'd eat oatmeal more often if I took the time to like make it nice like that. I've yeah, I mean, I, mean, since... I mean, that's what you got to do. I mean, you can't just eat it. Like, I'm not like a, I'm not like a 1600s the peasant boy eating. Since, since I was little, literally, <laughs> the way we'd prepare oatmeal was just put it in like a mug with some water, heat it up, and just eat it. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. No, you got it. You got it. You got to give it. You got to give it a little. Uh, a little. Eventually, you're gonna hate breakfast, but okay. Bro, I I get like, uh, um, if it's not like the Quaker oatmeal, I like the the Kodiak. Ooh, the Kodiak! My the God, oatmeal. dude. Um, Kodiak. Um, it'll change oh. your life. Kodiak, your please life. sponsor us. Please sponsor is, us, dude. What is I would, Kodiak? Kodiak cakes, like they got granola bars. They got oatmeal. They got uh. Pancake mix, pancake waffle mix, mix. yeah, uh, muffins. That all sounds like gas, but okay. Bro, you can you can get like a little cup. They have it like a little cup, and it's I'm like sure a, you I got could. a blueberry muffin one, and it changed my life. I bet you, I bet it did. Yeah, it did. I woke up and I had it, and like, wow, the rest of my day is gonna be amazing, all because of the I blueberry muffin was. from Kodiak. <laughs> if they could sponsor us, dude, that'd be sick. Like, I I could talk about them for like hours. I could talk <laughs> about them the whole show. I can wear stuff. I want to be like Zach Efron, man. Make me an ambassador. Hey, um, I did have pancakes this morning. That's good. Lou had breakfast. <laughs> Let's go. Breakfast. I, 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 I did have breakfast this morning. 
I love it. But that, that was because I was hungover as fuck. And some hungover pancakes. <laughs> That's well, just looks like so. Lou's gonna be having pancakes again tomorrow. For sure. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going home tomorrow, so I'm not gonna have shit. So I had a uh over the weekend, uh one of my friends, uh his mom his whole his whole family is Hispanic. Um and so his mom one morning uh we went over to her house and he made us uh or i'm sorry she made us hungover chorizo and egg with fresh oh, fresh corn tortillas oh dude Ooh. oh that's what's up like, right there chorizo and egg that might be like my favorite breakfast of all time chorizo and egg we just oh. over here drooling bomb. bomb i don't like eggs go to go to go to mutt lynch's down in newport for breakfast get yourself the chorizo and egg and get yourself a nice schooner of pacifico oh dude Dude. Oh god damn. Breakfast of champions. Yeah. Seriously. Well, we have one last question and it has been saved because it is a doozy, in fact. But Brother Smoot asks us, is oh, it god. the end? <laughs> is it the end of John Gibson in Anaheim? And how long do we think he lasts? And what do you guys feel we would get in return? I think we are getting close to the end, unfortunately. Um, I, However, I don't think it's a situation where he's traded in the middle of this season. Um, I I do think next year is going to be the uh, the uh, the beginning of the Lucas Dostal. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, that's that's um, what I'm thinking. I just I don't know. It just I mean. It's just it's just been too many straight years of just you know okay whether you think the defense has been bad the last two or three years it's 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 whatever but I mean I mean the grand reality is that Gibson has just not been what he was yeah. three or four years ago and that's not that's not a slight he on Gibson not have that's that not dog in him anymore sure yeah no I mean I mean honestly that's a that's a good way to put it he's he's kind of lost that dog a little bit you know hmm. and that's not to like shit on him it's not to like. I don't know. I love Gibby. And, I love him so much. You know, if he, if he if he if he doesn't make getting traded or leaving, you know, in the next year or two, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, he's been here forever. It's I just, might cry. Yeah, like you know, it just it <laughs> it kind of sucks to come to terms with that because you know, I mean, but you know, it just might be a situation where he's one of those guys where he just falls off a little bit earlier, and it sucks yeah. to see, but. You know, at some point, you got to kind of cut your losses a little bit and start, you know, kind of buying into what you have in your young goaltenders. You know, we got Lucas Dostal, who's ready. And then I personally think yeah. Lucas Dostal should be up in Anaheim. But yeah, it's just it's, it's just tough. Okay. I think he would. It's just tough with the Stolar situation because we either got to trade him or put him through waivers. And Stolarz is way too good to lose to waivers for nothing. Yeah. So that's more of a situation of, I think, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they look to, you know, maybe they trade Stolars to a contender for a backup at the deadline and get a and you know get a get a decent pick return here for yeah that uh, that could be a him. move. And I then would, you bring up Doss, and then you bring up Dostal for the second half of the year, and then and then in the you know you yep. get to the summer, you kind of you kind of reevaluate mm-hmm. uh, what you want to do. You know, do you want to run more of a tandem next year and have Gibson and Dostal? You know, do you want to just have it be Lucas Dostal time and you know do what you have to do with John Gibson, you know, find a trade for him somewhere, um, you know, get at least something back. Um, you know, it's just, it's just tough. Cause 
he's got a couple more years on his contract, but you know, you got this young kid waiting in the wings. And then, and then, I mean, you know, not even to mention, we got Cali Klang over there in Sweden, who's yes, a little bit younger than Lucas Dostal, but he'll be on the come up shortly in a couple of years here, uh, here yeah. soon. Um, you know, at playing gang. Yeah. It just Klang like, gang. it's, you have to do something because unfortunately Gibson's value is probably at an all time low right now. Yeah, um, that's that's literally so, what I was about to ask. Do you think it's yeah. too late to kind of get anything? I don't need decent. Yes, I, I do think it's too late. I think I, I mean, I know we kind of talked about it in the off season. You know, I, I think that this past off season was was the time to trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, we've kind of put ourselves in a little bit of a tough situation. You know, now we're probably not going to get what we should have gotten for Gibson in a return but i mean i mean hey you know you 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 do it you get what you can for him you look ahead to the future you know we have two should be studs waiting for us in the wing and lucas dostal and cali clang so yeah um, you know and then if stolars is still here next year you just run stolars and dostal you know maybe split them 50 50 down the middle just run a real tandem um you know let dostal get acclimated or you know if you feel comfortable um and just letting dostal get a good chunk of games, you know, then you, then you look to the free agent market to, 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 you know, sign a backup or just sign somebody else than Stolars to run it, to run a tandem there. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, I think, I think it's come to the time where, you know, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a somewhat decent chance that this could be John Gibson's last season in Anaheim. Um, but like I said, I don't think, I, I don't think a John Gibson trade happens during the season just because I think just because his value is just too low. Now, yes, it yeah. is still early. He could change that. He could turn it around and play a little bit better. But I think regardless, um, you know, they have to make a decision here. And I don't Should- think it's going to be and I don't think trade Lucas Dostal is going to be the decision. <laughs> Jokes yeah. on you, the uh, Kyler Yamamoto, uh, Jack Campbell for John Gibson trade at the deadline is going to go dummy hard. <laughs> <laughs> It's it sucks to see him struggle though, um, you know, because a lot of like I said before, I always I, I always uh, stick up for goalies. I've been sticking up for Gibson past like four years, but um, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, the defense is bad," which it is, but the defense can be bad, and Gibson could also be playing poorly. Like they can hap- they can both be happening, and that's what we're getting this season more often mm-hmm. than not. Because Stolarz is playing in front of the same defense, and he's yeah at least the last couple of games, you know he's he's had a lot better starts than than Gibson. So I don't know. It would suck to see him in another jersey. Um, yeah, it's just like you can't you can't. And I know I jersey Felix. You know Felix at Crash <laughs> Pond. He said this in a tweet a couple of days ago, and I really agreed with it. It was something to the effect of like you know you just you can't. We're at the point now where you can't just you can't keep claiming Gibson is elite and then just blaming absolutely everything on the defense. Like both the goaltender and the Gibson can be bad. Those things can be mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Like like they can coexist. Both things can be true. Um, You know, you know, thankfully, we're in a situation where. You know, we have two stud goalie prospects that we can kind of lean on you know, we're not in a situation where it's just like Gibson or bust and Gibson's not playing well and we're kind of fucked. Yeah. You know, so there is light at the end of the tunnel. 
um, you know, if 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 the Ducks do part ways with John Gibson in the next year or two, it's going to suck to see. I'll be sad. You know, I love Gibby, but, you know, we're we're I think we're nearing a point where a, a tough decision is going to have to be made. Sadly. Yep. Agreed. Well, Sorry to end everybody on a song. <laughs> yeah, we go, we go from such a high to just, yeah. everybody's just back down. How, how about them goals? So how about them San Diego goals? <laughs> Seven nothing win tonight. After Lucas Dostal, <laughs> like their first win of the season. Yeah, Lucas, oh, uh, Lucas Dostal. Yeah, shut out. We love our Czech king. Yep, yes, well, that'll be it. From us this week, you want to take us we out, Chris? Question? We what? did. Yeah, we did. It was literally oh. the discussion about food we had like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, bro. So Ryan's, oh, well, Ryan's question was the rainy day meal question. We'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. be gone. Um, but yeah, make sure uh, you know you're following. The late arrivals everywhere. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram with the same handle at late arrivals pod. Check us out. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen Lou riding the bull yet <laughs> in Vegas, please, please go look on the late arrivals Twitter account. Yeah, please go check our Twitter if you need Please, please. I am actually, I'll, I'll go on the Twitter account right now and retweet our own tweet. So, you, so it's. <laughs> It's fresh because nice it, it was nice and ripe for everybody. I, to I, 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 I did ride a bull tonight. Yeah, he sure did. It's pretty I great. Sure did. Um, but yeah, so follow us on, on Twitter and Instagram and uh, follow the hockey focus, follow hockey daily three, six, five. He's a really good dude. Um, he's been getting a lot of recognition from some uh, hockey like high profile hockey people on, on Twitter lately. Um, they've been sharing his videos and stuff. So it's cool to see his, his page is growing like crazy. So make sure you're following him hockey daily, uh, three, six, five and, uh, follow the hockey focus. Um, like we said earlier, if you, if you know anyone that is doing a hockey podcast that is looking to join a network, um, let them know about the hockey focus and see if they, have any interest in joining and have them contact those guys and go from there. Join the family. Yep. But yeah, if you like our stuff, make sure you leave us a rating and review. We love that. And yep. uh, yeah, five stars, please. And we, uh, we appreciate the, uh, the engagement and the support and the chat every week when we hop on, always love yeah. to see it. It's been a lot of tell fun. You, tell last, you, like, tell your friends to come hang out. There's a lot of banter going on. It's a good time. We appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Then so maybe if we're uh, feeling up to it later this week, maybe uh maybe we do like a Friday night stream. Little uh little little maybe post game Twitter space, a little post a Saturday night. Yeah, we definitely Saturday wanna... night hockey Twitter space. We'll see. Definitely want to start doing some Twitter spaces. We've yeah, really done you know, like we, one. Could get, we could get we could get you guys <laughs> to hop and, you know, get our uh, get our friends on Twitter to hop in the space, chat with us. You know, we'll get a we'll get a big old See, okay, Sarah just sent like 50, like 50 thumbs downs in the chat. So that means that <laughs> baby girls are for it. Um, I've learned to speak their language. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll have some more uh, little fun events like that coming for you guys here soon. So be on the lookout on Twitter for sure. 
Well, we will see you guys maybe later this week, but if not, uh, see you next week for episode 21. Yeah, we'll I have, be recording. I have a take real quick. Oh, oh boy. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, Scared. I fucking forgot. Oh my All right, god. Just 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 go off of here. All right. See All you right. guys next week. See you next week. <laughs> Later.